Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Do you need a good laugh or pick me up in the middle of the week? Are you looking for some uncommon sense, the right words at the right time? Are you at the end of your rope? Help has arrived! Grab that rope and listen to Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived with Camille Sanzone. Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on W4WN, the all-women radio station. To be humble, to be kind It is a giving of peace in your mind To a stranger, to a friend To give in such a way that has no end We are love, we are one We are how we treat each other Yes, indeed. Heroes don't look like they used to. They look like you. They look like me. That was the alternate roots or routes <laughs> singing nothing more. Well, TGIW, thank God it's Wednesday. This is Tie a Knot and Hang On, Help Has Arrived, and I'm your host, Camille Sanzone, Siciliana, comedian, performance poet, philosopher, author of At the End of Your Rope, Tie a knot and hang on. Help has arrived. Well, I'm back to broadcasting live on Wednesdays. If you're listening to my voice live today, thank you for transitioning with me. Same time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard, same station, W4WN, back on Wednesdays, which is where I started in April of 2014. And then I was switched to Tuesdays for a couple of years, I guess, and I'm back on Wednesdays. Now, if you have simply stumbled upon my show, welcome, stick around. 
Yeah, I don't believe in coincidences, so today's show may be just what you need to hear. And if you do like what you hear, you can, well, hear more by listening to my previously aired broadcast in the archives at iHeartRadio.com. Just select podcast, enter the title of my show, tie a knot, and hang on, and a list of my past shows will drop down with titles and descriptions. So listen to the ones that catch your eye. And if you're a regular listener, you can go there to catch up on shows you may have missed, listen again to a favorite. You can even share a show with friends by clicking on share, and it'll give you the URL that they send. So you can listen to me any day of the week, anytime you like. Think of me as your radio Beck and call girl. Now, while my wish is to entertain you, my mission is to encourage you to discover ever better ways of being in the world. And all I ask of you for this 50 minutes of your life that you have graciously chosen to spend with me today is to leave your troubles outside. Because while you are here with me, I want you to reset your emotional clock. Pull back from the troubles of the day because even in the midst of all of that, you deserve to be happy. Yes, you. Yeah, even you. I see a couple of you going, eh, no, no, you. You too. You deserve to be happy. As I broadcast live today, it is Wednesday, November 17, 2021, and today's episode is titled Love and Fear. You know, I, I wrote a poem my first week at Hofstra University in Hempstead, New York. I was sitting in what they call the Ratskeller, which is sort of a college tavern-type restaurant, but without liquor. And, and a line from that poem is, love and fear too commonly dwell in this same self. Hmm. I hadn't made any friends yet, so there I was. So I took a piece of paper out, pen, as I usually did, and I wrote, here I sit alone, while no one smiles in recognition or nods in mere cognition of my presence. Here I sit alone, while a flood of faces runs its course, mindless of my pain, of course, and I brood about my essence. Here I sit, alone, accusing those who dare not see, amusing, no one's handcuffed me, yet I withhold myself as well. Fear and love too commonly dwell in this same self, which we choose creates our own heaven or hell. Uh, excuse me, this seat's not taken. Won't you sit with me? And I did. I asked somebody to sit with me, and they did. We sort of became not truly, truly friends, but acquaintances, and we would have lunch every once in a while together. You know, sometimes all that's needed to take back control of our lives when we feel we've lost it or are about to lose it is to become more self-aware. You know, most of us waver from feeling like we're hot shit to feeling we're only half right. You know what I'm talking about. We're hot stuff, and then all of a sudden we feel worthless or at least not worth much. But if somehow we get to a place where we can actually acknowledge and own our vulnerabilities, even our imperfections, they can become an asset. It's a matter of being aware and saying to ourselves, this is what's happening. Now, how can I make the best of it? If we do that, coming from a place of love for ourselves, not judgment or fear, things tend to become clearer. And we can handle them better. You know, it, it may not seem so, but it's been said that every decision we make comes from fear or love, if we go back far enough to how we feel about things. And every action 
we take as either an expression of love or a cry for love. And that last part is from A Course in Miracles, the part that every action is either an expression of love or a cry for love. Now, when I first read that, it didn't ring true at all to me. But then I thought about it. It became clearer. Now, it's not a matter of excusing bad behavior, especially violent behavior, but but it helped me to understand why someone could get to such a low place that they would commit such a horrible act. See, when someone perpetrates an, well, an atrocity against another human being, they're coming from fear. It may not seem so because they can be very violent and the last thing you think of is that they're a fearful person. But what are they afraid of? You know, most likely a fear of a life without love. I know it doesn't seem that way, but I believe it's true on a very deep level. You see, all of us are damaged. Some of us are more damaged than others. And criminals, sociopaths, psychopaths, all such people have been badly damaged by life, not just by what may have happened to them, but by how they chose to react to what happened to them. Perhaps if they had been and felt loved as children, they wouldn't have taken such a troubled path. Well, once upon a time, some young gents, I think they were called the Fabulous Four from the other side of the pond, told us in song that love is all you need. Let's listen to the Beatles sing that.
Love is all you need. Yep. So it's been said that enough love will solve any problem, cure any ill. Now, that's a hard one to grasp because I know when we pray with love, great love, that such and such will happen, especially if it's to heal somebody. It doesn't always happen, does it? Well, at those times, it sometimes helps to reflect on our motive for praying for whatever it was. Because if we become a more self-aware, if we ask ourselves, was our motive to heal someone or some situation or to bring someone or something that we longed for to us? In other words, was it for the other or for us? Now, the artist called Brother, I guess it's supposed to be for B-R-O-T-H-E-R, but it's spelled Brother, B-R-U-T-H-A, sings Afraid to Love. And then we'll talk about the lyrics when it's over. Afraid to Love. Question over and over again. Oh, is love a game that no matter how I try, I'll never win? Oh, it's like trying to write a love story, but running out of ink in the pen. Suspense, like a fairy tale beginning, but you never find out how.
Yes, Afraid to Love. The song says, I've been asking myself this question over and over again. Is love a game that no matter how hard I try, I'll never win? It's like trying to write a love story but running out of ink in the pen. Like a fairy tale beginning, but you, you never find out how it ends. So often, so I often wonder if I'll ever find love. Like a, a sun has summer, rain has thunder. What am I afraid of? If I'm afraid to love or if I'm afraid of love, I want to know. Because if I'm afraid to love, then how will I ever find the one? Tell me, why is it the closer that love gets, I run away? I love this next line. It's like standing in the mirror and my reflection looks the other way. Think about that. It's like standing in the mirror and my reflection looks the other way. Outside, I'm smiling, but the truth is that I'm crying inside. Hmm, could he be crying for love? It's like trying to write the perfect song, but can't come up with the last line. Hmm. I didn't know about this song until I was doing some research on the topic I wanted to talk about today. Now, fear, F-E-A-R. Some say it, it's nothing more than false expectations appearing real, F-E-A-R. See, and when we grow up being told we're worthless, that will never amount to anything, usually we come to believe it and consequentially behave in ways to prove it's true. We come to expect little or nothing of whatever is good in this life. We act out in pain, again, which is really cry for love. And we hurt others, especially others who seem to have had a charmed life because we're envious of that. How come they get all that love and attention and value and we don't? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, saying that love is all we need, as the Beatles said, and there's, I know there are people who raise families and they're loving to all the children, and yet one of them may turn out to be a criminal or maybe they're a sociopath or a psychopath or something. And it's not a matter of, of blame, really. It's just a matter of trying to understand. It's not a matter of excusing bad behavior. But I guess I'm a student of human nature. And it amazes me. That's why I guess I, why I actually am interested in watching a series or movies, psychological dramas about serial killers or things like that. Especially when the life is so compartmentalized. They can be a, seemingly a loving father. I forget the name of the person it was that she, as an adult, found out that her father was this serial killer that they had been searching for for years. And she, I can you imagine how that would just turn your life upside down? How could, how could he, this man, who was a loving father, have done all those horrible things? You know, such a split. So I don't, you know, it's not about blaming. I don't know if there's a makeup, a, a part of the brain. They say that's true when they have done autopsies, that there is a piece of the brain that is different in certain people. I guess psychopath, sociopath is a little bit different than just someone who uh, does bad things. But in any case, it's fascinating to see when you look at the background on a lot of those people, even uh, someone who they say serial killers almost to a person. 
if you go through their history, they have all been abused and usually sexually abused. And certainly people who have what used to be called multiple personality, now they call it uh, dissociative personality, um, they have been abused. And they, if they don't remember it and they go for the therapy and hypnotherapy, they then remember that repressed memory. And I, when I watched the movie years ago, um, Sybil, Sally Fields played Sybil. And then the other one before that even was with Joanne, uh, with the one married to Paul Newman. Isn't that funny? I forgot her last name. Anyway, she uh, played uh, the Three Phases of Eve. Oh, Joanne Woodward, that was the name. Uh, they showed that their history was that they were sexually abused as children. And in order to cope with what was happening to them, their brain, I guess, whatever, split. Their mind split. And so this personality they assigned to take that, whatever that atrocity was, and then their own personality just denied it, that it even happened. And that's why, as adults, they often don't even remember. And then, of course, something else might happen, and they split again into yet another personality. But it's all, it's all fascinating. And even then, I know they're a therapist, and I was going to become one, but I was afraid I would analyze everybody in my family. And we'd all get locked up, <laughs> me first. Um, they, I'm sure they think, too, if... if as a therapist, if I love them enough, if I show them they're valuable enough, things will shift. And I mean, in my heart of hearts, I'd like to believe that that's true. But I don't know that it's true. I don't know. But let's listen now to Zach Williams. Again, I, I love when I do research because I get to know more about different people and music that they give to the world. This is Zach Williams who wrote this song and he sings it. And it's called Fear is a Liar. And I'll be back with you in under six minutes. When he told you you're not good enough When he told you you're not right When he told you you're not strong enough To put up a good fight when he told you you're not worthy When he told you you're not loved When he told you you're not beautiful You'll never be enough Fear is a liar He will take your breath Stop you in your steps Yeah. 
Zone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On on W4WN. My book is filled with life strategies, humor, comfort food recipes, processes that will stir your soul. Feeling low? My book will lift you up. Life good? My book will make it even better. Go to Amazon.com, enter at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. By Camille Sanzone, S-A-N-Z-O-N-E. Buy two copies, one for you and one as a gift. Your problems might just self-destruct in five chapters. Sansoni, Wednesdays 1 p.m. Eastern, to her show, Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help has arrived on W4WN, All Women Radio. And don't you forget about it. And thank you for not forgetting to tune in today. So, Fear is a Liar. That's what we heard. Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams. The words are just so poignant. When he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right, when he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, when he told you you're not worthy, when he told you you're not loved, when he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. Fear, he is a liar. 
He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire, because fear is a liar. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When he told you you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty and you should be ashamed. When he told you you could be the one that grace could never change. Fear, he is a liar. Hmm. Fear, he is a liar. We all have something we're afraid of. Sometimes we're, again, more self-aware than, than other people. And I know I was afraid a lot of my life. I've said that before. People, what were you so afraid of? Um, I was raised in a very strict household. And, and my parents were well-meaning, loving parents. But they were always watching that I didn't get hurt. And my brother and my sister. But I, particularly me, because I was born with a club foot, which at 10 days old I had to do surgery. Club foot simply means it looked like a golf club. I didn't have a heel, whatever. And I had to go to, uh, after the surgery, when I got older, I had to go to the doctor every month. So they were always afraid I would fall or hurt my leg or whatever. So I didn't get to do a lot of the things that the other kids got to do. And so that kind of built a fear in me. So even if I wanted to do something, I was afraid I might get hurt. I was afraid of this. I was afraid of that. Um, and I look back now and I think, I, I wish I had been more athletic, for instance. I wish I had learned to water ski. I wish I had learned to do this. I wish I had learned to do that. But you have to say after a while that, as I said, or that's the way it was. That's what was. So how did I make the best of that? What I chose to do was to become more, as they say, cerebral. <laughs> I, I wrote poetry. I wrote essays. Um, I fooled around at the piano. I, I did a lot of solitary things because I couldn't go out and play at least the, the games like softball or whatever the kids were playing out in the streets. So I read a lot and then I wrote a lot and I thought a lot. See, but when reading a book or listening to music or watching a movie, we often do that in a passive way. Now we enjoy the activity, but it's a, it's a passive thing. But if we're open and if we allow it, I discovered that something deeper can happen from that experience, those activities we do something written in that book for instance some melody or lyric we heard in a particular song or piece of music some moment we may witness on the movie screen may speak to us more profoundly if we're, if we're open for it if we seek that out see something in that book or that piece of music that movie may set our minds wondering and will prompt us to rethink what we thought was true it may set our heart well, wandering, inspire new feelings about something we were so sure about. You know, that old line I'm always quoting from Will Rogers. It's not what I don't know that gets me into trouble. It's what I know for sure that just ain't so. Hmm. All right, those activities may set our soul yearning for better ways of being in the world. 
It may lead us closer to love and hopefully farther away from fear. See, every time, every time fear lessens, love grows. Essentially, it's, I guess it's a matter of taking a leap of faith from fear to faith and self-acceptance and self-love. Because when that happens, life automatically improves in a lot of areas. You see, we don't always get what we deserve in this life. We tend to get what we believe we deserve. Yeah, I've had people, my listeners, have said to me when we used to have the uh, chat room, and then some people will email me directly, which I invite you to do. It's Camille Sanzone, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-S-A-N-Z-O-N-E at AOL.com, where you can submit comments on the website for W4WN. And this one person said that they didn't think they deserved to be happy. And someone else says, does everyone deserve to be happy? Does everyone deserve to have love or be loved? We have to start with that. Because when we love ourselves, we put ourselves on the road that can heal us, the path that opens us up to our good. See, I know it sounds like a, well, it sounds like a a trick the universe plays on us, but it's really not. It's not a matter of blaming ourselves for thinking wrongly. But the emotions behind those feelings does create a frequency, an energy, which I've talked to you about so many times. The energy that we give off pulls in like energy, the vibration. I said that's why sometimes I think people say they, they had love at first sight because that person had the same frequency as they did and they were in sync in love. They fell in love because they just were drawn to each other like magnets. Hmm. And of course we get pushed away from other people the same way when you turn the magnets around because you're so out of sync. Your energy, your frequency is just so different that you couldn't possibly. Sometimes I've moved off a line in the grocery store because I just, I couldn't be near the person in front of me for good or bad. I don't, you know, but you know, and then there are other times someone's right behind you or next to you and you feel like you've known them. You just start talking to them as if they're friends of yours. That would happen to me sometimes when I was out with my mom and I suddenly started talking to the person behind the counter about something other than what I was purchasing. And I would say, did you, did you know her? Did you know him? And I said, no. You know, and she'd go, why do you talk to strangers? <laughs> and it was a line someone said years ago. A stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet, you see. But again, it's a matter of the energy and the love. And if someone loves themselves, they give off a very different energy than someone who doesn't think that they're very special. You know, and it's not a matter of being conceited. You know, some people say, oh, if I love myself, you think I'm grand. You know, my mother used to sing this silly little song. I love myself. I don't know if I sing it to you. Just tell you the words. <laughs> I love myself. I think I'm grand. I go to the movies and I hold my hand. I put my arm around my waist. And when I get fresh, I slap my face. Well, that was my mom. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's not a matter of... Uh, It's the same thing people get crazy about self-worth, self-love, and selfish. You can be self-loving. It doesn't mean you're selfish. Because if you don't have enough 
love for domestic consumption, you're not going to have any left over for foreign export, right? Simply put, if we don't really love ourselves, we don't feel lovable. And so then we can't love another person. And we're kind of telling the other people around us, don't waste your time on me. Don't waste your time on me. I'm not very lovable. And, you know, what is the greatest love of all anyway? Right now, some people, when that song first came out with Whitney Houston, they didn't agree with that because they felt the greatest love of all is our love for God or God's love for us. Of course, not everybody believes in God. But see, I don't see the distinction because if you do believe in God, and I believe in a super, I guess, some force out there. In any case, I believe we each a piece of it, maybe a piece of God, right? So when Whitney Houston says the greatest love of all is loving ourselves, I think that's what's meant because if we were created by this God and we're a piece of God expressing as ourselves, it all works out. So let's listen to Whitney Houston, the greatest love of all.
That woman sure could sing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. Now, I, I wrote a, a old, I've told you I'm a poet, so yes, I write, I haven't been writing lately about poetry, but I, I wrote a poem about love when a, a friend of mine who was getting married to a younger man was getting a lot of flack. He was getting a lot of flack from his family, and she was getting a lot of flack from her family. And um, she had asked me to speak at the service. So I spoke, and then I recited this poem that I wrote for them. It says, love knows no limits. Love knows only love. It is the elixir of life, the stuff songs are made of. Love takes us like an old guitar. Love plays us with a special hand. The music is sensual and sweet, the language one we understand. Love reaches inside us, searching, touching, moving us to the core. Love teaches us about possibilities. It whispers there is something more. Love takes us outside ourselves. Love carries us to the farthest star, then brings us back to look inside us to discover at last who we really are. Hmm. Now, you know I'm all about finding better ways of being in the world. Well, why don't we make a pact together today to treat ourselves with love, respect, and dignity, and to treat others more or less the same way. You see, I fervently believe, I fervently believe that a kind word, an act of kindness, sometimes, you know, just a smile, that's had my problem where I, a nod of recognizing somebody's humanity, having a quiet, accepting energy. If we all did that, it would, I really fundamentally change our world and the world at large. You know? I know, I know. Maybe I'm just a, a Pollyanna, but that's okay. That's not a terrible thing to be. And I said, I, you know, I fall short of that too. I don't have my wings yet, although sometimes when my back hurts, I kind of try to tell myself, maybe they're coming in. Maybe my wings are coming in, and that's why my back hurts. I don't know. But I really would like you to be in touch with me if you can. Uh, those people who have emailed me have gotten a response from me, and I appreciate that. Uh, I will answer everybody. And if you ask me a question that I think uh, other listeners would like to know with your permission I wouldn't give your name out or anything I will share it on the next show um, I will be asking if we can get the chat room back but I don't think they're going to be doing that but as I said you can submit comments on the website and after the show they are sent to me and then I can respond if the response is needed when I come back on the air the next time and again if you've just discovered me today thank you I hope you enjoyed your visit with me today, and I will be here live on Wednesdays. And I did listen yesterday at uh, my usual time, which has been usual Tuesdays at 1, and a rerun of one of my old shows was being played. So I don't know if they're waiting for someone to take that Tuesday slot and will be playing uh, some of my, my past shows in that slot or not. But for now, you might be getting to hear me Tuesdays and Wednesdays. <laughs> but the live show, in any case, will always be, for now anyway. What's permanent? Nothing is permanent in this life but change, right? <laughs> You've been listening to Camille Sanzone, host of Tie a Knot and Hang On. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me today. I hope that I have inspired you to hope more, smile more, laugh more, 
trees for, people give for, forgive for. And before you act or speak, pause for a moment and ask yourself, am I coming from here? If four of us did that, the world would indeed be a better place. Stay strong, stay silly, stay safe. Your kindness is contagious. Spread it around. I leave you with Philip Philip singing home because I want you to make this place your home. See you next Wednesday. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.